Hello, and welcome to the Spanish Arpada. My name is Sarah. And I am Peter. We are ranking and reviewing all of the rulers of Spain from Leovigild to Felipe VI. And this week, we are reviewing a guy named Gundamar. Gundamar, okay. We ended on a cliffhanger. Yes. Witteric had just been, you know, brutally killed. His last words were, oh, that's how you draw a sword. And the, the three Catholics had put page to him and then then question mark. Um, right, because it was uh, a conspiracy. You know, right. There was a group of people who, right. who were involved in this. So we didn't quite know who was going to be king afterwards. Well, it's this guy, a guy named Gundamar. Gundamar. Okay. We have no new sources this week. Okay. So no, nobody new is going to be telling us about anything. But I will say the only source that we have been using that I have that even mentions Gundamar is Isidore of Seville. Oh. Remember that Isidore of Seville is the one who wrote the extremely laconic history of the Goths. Yes. Yes, exactly. So I don't know what what's the opposite of buckle up, lay back and snooze. <laughs> right. Crack here open, comes yeah. Gundamar. Crack open a cold one and, you know, all right, okay, yeah. I will do that. So as per usual, we don't know much about Gundamar's family or upbringing. All right. It, it seems likely that he's staunchly Catholic, since he takes the throne after the assassination of a king who is not favorable to Catholics. I was going to say, there's there's usually, you, you've got to be a card-carrying member if you are the beneficiary of a religious assassination. We know that he was married to a Visigothic noblewoman. Her name was okay. Hildoara. Okay. And she was apparently extremely devout. Okay. Possibly unrelated, he has no known children. Ah, oh, that kind of devout. I see. We know that before he became king, he was a military man. He became a governor in Septimania. And that's kind of where we, we find him after the assassination of Witteric. It isn't stated whether he actively participated in the conspiracy to assassinate Witteric. I don't mm -hmm. know if he had a sword and was stabbing. Right. But he is at the very least well-placed to succeed Witteric after right. the banquet. Stabby, right. Stabby. right, gotcha. So he, he takes the throne in the year 610. All right. Now, he was obviously chosen to be king by the other nobles because he mm -hmm. is the opposite of Witteric in every single way. Right, you know? so not a weasel and not Arian. Not a weasel and not Arian. Okay. Yes. Despite this fact, mm -hmm. he continues his predecessor's alliances with the Frankish kings Theodobert and Clotaire. It's not really explained why. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, Witteric entered into this alliance because his daughter had been humiliated by right. the kings. Right, of course. Uh, Theoderic. Right. So Witteric allied with the other two Frankish kings, Theoderic's brother and cousin, respectively. Right, and... and uh, very unimpressively. And uh, extremely as, unimpressively. Right. Well, Gundamar continues these alliances. He sends them large sums of money to help them defeat their brother slash cousin Theoderic. Ah, okay. And it's and, really interesting. It has nothing to do with any Visigothic concerns. No, I, I mean, is this just right? We're we're gonna continue to carry on the policy as a smooth transition, or I guess he's literally just supplying one Frankish king with money and arms to help him defeat another one with no obvious benefit to Spain. Well, I mean, I suppose if we were going to look for a logic behind this, it would be this. The Frankish king that they are allied against is still probably simultaneously amused and resentful at the Visigoths. And if you can pay two other guys to fight him while you are securing your own power base, 
that might make a certain amount of sense. I'm going to maybe guess that he's he's essentially playing risk and he's mm-hmm. encouraging two other players to gang up on the guy that is actually worrying him. Well, it does bear some fruit if that's his goal. Okay. Because the two Theos, they are brothers, yes. Theoderic and Theodebert. Right. They go to war against each other and mm-hmm. Theodebert and his son are captured by Theoderic. Oh, and not so funny Brunhilde, now, are we? <laughs> no, and then Brunhilde orders that both of them be killed. Oh, so they're Brunhilde, gone. Brunhilde, Brunhilde. Oh, she's just going to be part of this series to the very end, isn't she? She is. I mean, and then, which is delightful, that, but it is ahead. kind of delightful. Yes. But then later that year, Theoderic dies of dysentery. Okay. So two of them are gone. Moving on from that subject, two of them are gone. Yeah. Yes, yes. So Clotaire finds it really easy at that point to just kind of sweep in because before it was two really strong kings and right. then Clotaire was a really strong king. Sure. But now one strong king and his son have both been captured. Right. The other strong king has, has died of pooping. Has pooped himself to death, yes. He okay. has. And so now it's Clotaire against a woman and her great-grandson, who is a literal infant. Oh, my. This is where oh. Brunhilde is the regent for her great-grandson. I want to see the painting. <laughs> well, Clotaire finds it really easy to conquer a great-grandmother and a baby. Right. And he does. I, I have decided at this point that I think that Tilda Swinton has to play uh, Brunhilde. I think yeah. so. I think she's the one that can basically play all the different ages effectively. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to insist. So I suppose Gundamar continuing to give money to Clotaire and to mm-hmm. Theodore works because right. Theodore is defeated, but also he was defeated by an illness. Right, right. And not a very noble one although i mean to be fair it is we are in the year 610 if i stall long enough he'll probably catch something lethal is not the most unsound form of policy i mean basically the follow-up to that is is it brunhilde because it's a brunhilde don't make that your plan because if it's brunhilde yeah no but everybody else they're gonna die Yes, but the people that he originally wanted to defeat, that this alliance originally wanted to defeat, which was Theodobert and Brunhilde, they have been defeated. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So, success? Success-ish, I suppose. He didn't have much to do with it, but I still want to see Brunhilde riding into battle, holding up the baby. Holding up the (laughs) great-grandson. Right, because he has to be able to see. I mean, you know, just everybody, everybody bet, duck your heads, he needs to see. (laughs) Uh, closer to Spain, mm. Gundamar continues to wage war against both the Basques and the Byzantines. So he's, he's oh. carrying out campaigns at home as well. Right. Yes. Well, he's busy. I mean, give him that. Yes. Uh, however, then he dies a natural death in Toledo in 612. Oh, this is dismal. Oh, it's this is dismal. very this is very disappointing. It's not even the, a death that you can sort of quietly enjoy, like Leuva, where it's two years, but it was two years where he was just the most annoying little twit. Yes. And just, oh, oh. Um, but no, Gundamar sounds like he was he was doing it just fine. And then, as happens, he caught something and went. And just went, know, yeah. Yes, just went. Just very, very disappointing. Oh. 
All right. Do you want to repeat it? I mean, <laughs> we for, gotta. The, for the sake of semi-professionalism, yes. Okay. Conquistadores is our first category. This is where we rank how how much they fought, how well they fought, how much territory they conquered. And the Basque campaign of Gundamar is mm -hmm. extremely successful. Okay, all right. Isidore writes that Gundamar devastated them, which is pretty oh, wow. strong language. Uh, that's very strong language, especially against the Basques. However, I keep thinking back to what you said about the English Chronicles and the Irish. Uh, right. They're constantly writing about we fought against the Irish and we devastated the Irish, and yet right. there are still Irish. And yet there are still Irish, yes. Yeah, the Basque <laughs> country is far from integrated with the Visigothic realm, and the next several kings will also have Basque campaigns. So it's, right. it's really hard to judge how effective Gundamar Mars campaign was. Mm, that's that's a good point. All right. Yeah. If only Isidore um, wasn't so desultory. And okay. then uh, the Byzantine campaign is probably right. also very successful. He uh, quote besieged them according to Isidore, but no okay. details about that action. That's okay. all we got. Then on the ground. Um, I mean, all right. You want to include giving the money to the Franks to to be to feed the other Franks, but that well, that I mean, really we're, we're talking about of... somebody who conducted violence and sponsored violence. So there's there's he that. Did. Yes. I don't know. Though. I mean, it's not great. I guess I come. All right. Here's the only way that I'd be willing to give him a halfway decent score. Uh -huh. In the two years that he had, he made the most of his time vis-a-vis -vis military violence. That is to that say, is he didn't do very much, but then again, in the time that he had, he did the most. Right, he did so, two campaigns in two years. Two so campaigns in two years. While, yes, while, while, you know, basically while sugar daddying a third a campaign third, is, is, not, is not shabby. I will yeah. actually, I will give him a three. Yeah, um, I was actually going to go for a two, but now okay. that we've talked this through, yeah, I think yeah. a three or a four. I'll give him a three. All right, let's give him a three. All right. Yeah. So that's a six total for conquistadores. Okay. Our next category, no me digas, is um, how many things he did that's worthy to be gossiped about. Yeah. If he were one of the murderers, if we could lock that down, mm -hmm. that would be good. I would give him much for that. But literally, yeah. we just I will say that all of this episode, far and away, the most interesting thing is the image of Brunhilde carrying a baby into battle. I know that didn't happen, but it's still the most interesting thing that we've talked about. He, he doesn't sound boring. No. You know, he, he, he got right to work killing large is... numbers of people. He is an older king with a pious wife. With a so pious wife. Yeah, yeah. That's, that just sort of uh, really puts the kibosh on anything really fun. Yeah, he himself was very Catholic. You get the sense that, yeah, there was, that the marriage was probably not a white hot cauldron of passion. No, all right, no, this is, yeah, this there is was, very there, disappointing. We have a letter, we have a letter from a count from Narbonne who writes mm -hmm. that Gundamar treats exiles and the persecuted with kindness. Oh. It may or may not be true. I mean, the oh. point of the letter was for this count to complain about how terrible former King Witterick was yeah. and, and contrast him with Gundamar, but Either way, he's not exactly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing it. He's he's feeling very Millard Fillmore. -y. I will give him a speculative two, just because I find it likely that he was in on the murder. 
of Whitrick. He must have been, at least. He must have known about it. Right. So I will give him a two for that but yeah. nothing else. Killing a king is exciting. It, it is it is scandalous. It is great. But he, we don't even know to what extent. So he's he's getting a two mostly on spec. And that's I mean, all I've got. We gave points for cutting off Leo of his hand. Oh, yes. But... No, Witterick, say, say what you will about Witterick, but his Nomadigas, he was he was just a vile human being. He was great. There's Super a lot amazing. of good stuff there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, um, all right. Well, that's a three for Nomadigas. Our next category is orthodoxia. How religious were they? Well, well, we can assume a lot, but again, we yes, don't again. really have a lot of details. It's, it's written that his up. wife is strongly Nicene in her Christianity, right. meaning that she's not Aryan. Right. Exactly. That's, that's really all, though. A Nicene Visigoth is sort of an, uh, you know, sort of a rara avis. Yes. Give credit for that. And you know that as somebody who was basically, you know, running contrary to the, uh, the tide of the times, she must have been mm-hmm. very, very dismally Ethel Kennedy-esque catholic yeah, um it's surprising because she is right. a busy goth she's right not a right woman. right exactly another instance of somebody who clearly had a terrible relationship with her parents but again regardless of see the way i look at it is orthodoxia is less about who you are and more mm-hmm. about what you do and he I, didn't I agree. do anything that i find particularly you know so again Orthodox, yeah I'll give him a two just because his wife was so very, very Catholic. Yeah. But, you know, basically that's about it. What did you do as a result of your orthodoxy? I married someone who should have been a nun. All right. Well, that's, that's something, but that's not enough. So yeah, I'll give him a two. Right. I'll give him a three just because coming after Witterick, setting things back on the path that they were. To Catholicism. That is true. That is true. Yeah. So that's a five for orthodoxia. Okay. Okay. Our last category is El Resto, which okay. is the physical culture and other things yes. that the kings have left behind. Mm-hmm. Hilariously, oh, despite good. how unremarkable and forgettable his kingship was, mm-hmm. Gundamar still does have an existing statue. Does he? It's, oh. it's on the Paseo de las Estatuas in, oh. in the Parque de Retiro, which he is so funny to me. Somewhere in the afterlife, he's very smug about that to Recared and the other. I guess so. Yeah. Well, here's his stat. Oh, wow. It's not unimpressive. He's very flat faced. He's very but... clothed. Yes, he's very, very clothed, as is appropriate for someone who clearly. I suppose, but remember our last couple statues were like very roman with like right the, the and the bare right. chest and i i give the uh you know the the sculptor credit for carving a sword uh yeah. onto well that's more of a long knife but still you rarely yeah. see that in uh statuary so that is that is impressive it's a good statue uh, again his I think it's just the angle that we're looking at his face with. He does look to be very moon-faced. But other than that... He does have very luscious locks. He does. He has very luscious locks. Good beard. Nice pose. I assume that's a scroll he's holding. Everybody during this period is holding a scroll, but the scroll is always very small, so they look like refugees from hogwarts well um, let's let's look at the prado painting because okay. there's a scroll in this one too. Oh, oh of course there is oh you know i will give this i think this comes close to the guy Probably. Based he's on, old he's yeah he looks he looks very old and very catholic i cannot read the scroll of course okay so. 
it oh. says Flavius oh. Gundamaris Rex. Sure. So still going for this Roman thing. Oh, sure. It says that it's from a Toledan synod, yes, but I there were that. no councils of Toledo during Gundamar's reign. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Ven Venerabibilis Patribus Nostris. Yes, okay, so a, we're a venerable father of us. Venerable, our venerable father. Well, yes. again, if that's your nickname as a king, the yeah. venerable. Well, all right, you're you're not Man, the look at his hands. Friends. Now that we're zoomed in, his mm -hmm. hands are very smooth. Oh, very and very fancy. manicured. I'm very yes. No, that was. He he moisturizes yeah. clearly. He does. It's a it's a very yes. good. I mean, the painting is much more interesting than he was. So I like the painting, and and I guess I come back to I I buy that this is pretty close to the man himself because he just looks very sort of moodily Catholic. Yeah. He's he's clearly never ha he's not having a good day, but then he never has a good day. Yes, he basically looks like he's just remembered another sin that he committed. That Aww, didn't that he didn't sad. confess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's sad about it. So. Well, and then we have this amazing coin. Oh, good lord! Oh, <laughs> he's so happy. Oh, that is the happiest anyone has ever been. So happy. The Joker looks at that and says, "Tone it down." That I is. No, and you can wow. also see on this one on the right, it starts out with pious. Of course, happy, of yes. course, yes. That's just. I mean, it's not a person, really. No. Oh, um, that's not a person. No, that's, yeah. That's All right. Moderately. So that's the physical culture okay. we have from him. We his reign was two years, yes. six ten to six twelve. Mm -hmm. Not known how many children he had, probably none. Right. right. Uh, he dies a natural death in Toledo. Right. And he is so forgettable that Fredegar completely forgets to even mention him. I was going to say, if Fredegar leaves you out, Witterick died in six oh or in six oh seven, not six ten, mm -hmm. which is what actually right. happened. Okay. And then Sisyphus was crowned and reigned until six thirty, which also definitely mm -hmm. didn't happen. But he okay. skips entirely over Gundamar. Doesn't even mention. Him. <laughs> Oh, that's how, that's how memorable he is. Wow. I like the painting. And this actually, the painting and the statue are both quite good. And the coin is memorable. Um, <laughs> it certainly is. That's some so, memorable physical culture there. I was going to say, actually, in terms of statue and painting and coin, he, he probably does better than most of the others that we've seen. Then for the other stuff, no kids, two years, yeah, boring death. Boring death. Again, I'm going to give him a three. And that's really just because other artists did cool stuff with him as their palette as it were. Yeah, so that's a, I'm going to give him a three as well. So okay. that's a six for El Resto and mm -hmm. uh, his total score, 20. Right. So we have one final question. Mm. Fuero or fuera? <laughs> let him sign the charter, the fuero, as it was called in medieval Spain, or do we tell him fuera, get out? It, he, he falls very much into the category of, you know what, if you'd had a few more years... He probably uh, could have done great. I think he could have done great. But no, you you don't get credit for yeah. showing promise. You no. gotta have to actually do something. I, I do not say it with relish, as I mm -hmm. did with Witterick and Liuva. Yes. With all due respect, yeah, I think we have to say fuera. We have to say fuera. Well, that's a shame. It well, is. Well, let us know 
know what you think about Gundamar and his ranking. Would you have let him sign the Fuero or not? Let us know if you think of Gundamar. I mean, does anyone? <laughs> this, this is... I don't... Well, apparently the statue makers in right. Madrid do, because that statue... <laughs> That's true. Like, That's true. They did um, very good work. Hilariously enough. Normally we do recommendations at this time, but right. this episode's going to end up being like 10, 15 minutes. So we're not right. going to bother. We're going to go right no, on and record the next episode. Skip right ahead, I think so. Skip right ahead. Good idea. Get in touch with us. We're on Twitter and Facebook at Please. Spanish Arpada. We also mm-hmm. have an email, SpanishArpada at gmail.com. We will see you in about five minutes yep. to talk about the Gundamar's successor, Sisabut. There's got to be something more interesting. It's going to be way more interesting. All right. right. See you later. Okay. See you soon. Mm-hmm.